Karen Stiles, and this is the Intentional Career Podcast. I talk to all kinds of people who take all kinds of paths to work they love. I'm a career and life coach and owner of Flow and Fire Coaching. If you're ready to create your intentional career with the support of a coach, schedule a call with me. There's a link in the show notes, or you can go to intentionalcareer.co and click the blue schedule a call button. Today on the show, my guest is Christine McGill, owner of Caritas Company. She's a chartered professional accountant, mom, small business owner, and all-around financial hype woman. She offers startups, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers an approachable way to face their fear around money and combat overwhelm so they can build and grow a financially sustainable business. Welcome, and thank you so much for being here, Christine. Hello, hello. (laughs) So excited to have you here. I'm so pumped. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I kind of want to start with a, almost a, how it started, how it's going. <laughs> type I of love thing. that. Or mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of the overview of what we're going to have today. But, um, so you're an accountant, uh, CPA, take us back to how that started for you or what made you kind of pursue accounting as a career path? I kind of fell into the accounting path, mostly due to my love for math. So growing up, math was my favorite subject in school. I did so well in math. Like it's kind of ridiculous when I think about it. Um, And so I wanted a career um, in math or something to do with numbers. Yeah. And I also being the oldest child of four kids, I was always kind of like the, the leader, (laughs) the leader slash I was always, you know, my parents left me to like teach my siblings, whatever it is they wanted me to teach. So, um, I was very comfortable teaching and being bossy (laughs) and I love math. And so I actually wanted to be a math teacher, but Coming out of high school, I'm not sure if you remember that feeling where you're like, oh, okay, high school kids are are not the best. So I don't, <laughs> don't want to be hang a around with yeah, these people. Exactly. Like, I don't want to teach people like me, not me necessarily, because I was such a good kid. You know, I'm saying that with sarcasm, obviously. Yeah. But um, I, I was just like, well, I don't know if I want to work in a school necessarily. And so I exited out of the, the, when I was applying for university, I exited out of the education portal. And I was like, Ooh, people say you should get a business degree because it's so versatile. So I went into the business degree portal instead. And I found, um, I was like, what's, what has something to do with math? And so it was like finance and accounting. And I was like, Oh, I don't really want to do finance. Well, let's just do accounting. So I kind of just applied for it. Okay. I got accepted and, and so, yeah, that's where I kind of started and how I fell into this. That's interesting because, um, it's interesting that, that accounting wasn't obvious for you. Like, no, you I know. didn't even know what it was really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that kind of makes sense. Like when we're young, you're really only exposed to kind of, at least for me, I wasn't exposed to that many career paths, right. You know, like doctors and teachers and whoever's in your life, <laughs> But um, sometimes you don't know what's available to you. Um, The thing about accounting is that it's pretty linear. Like when I think of linear paths, I always (laughs) talk about accountants and make like 
broad generalizations. And like back when I was an executive recruiter and I had, um, when I was recruiting accountants, I remember, because I was going through my own career angst, and I remember mm. being jealous of that linear path. Like, I was like, wouldn't I it see. be nice to be an accountant and you, you know, you go work in a firm and audit and then you, you know, work your way, maybe go to corporate and you become a manager and then a um, controller and a director or a VP yes. finance, you know, like, I was like, wouldn't that be, oh, that'd be so nice if I just knew oh where goodness. to go. If someone just told me what the path was and also knowing that you make a ton of money. Yes. And then, but then I also knew that that wasn't for me, right? Like maybe I could, I could improve my math skills, but I was pretty damn sure that I couldn't be an accountant. So it's interesting, but I had this kind of longing for, wouldn't it be nice if it was so easy? So, um, oh, I have so much to say about this. Yes, oh please God, tell oh me, God, oh what God. do you have to say about that? Okay. So you mentioned a few things where linear paths, are usually accountant paths and being envious of people telling you where to go and mm-hmm. what to do. I am going to say you are not incorrect about that. Like everything about that statement is correct in that all accountants, somehow we just fall into this career path and then we are told what to do, what the next position is, um, what the pay is for that position. And we just follow So accountants are very good rule followers, first of all, because obviously we have to follow all these freaking rules in order to be, be, you need, (laughs) I need to be able to read the rules and then apply it to my life or not my life, but my clients books or my, my company's books. Right. So we are super rule followers and, and I want to, we'll probably talk more about this later, but this is this, that was kind of my downfall. And that's what I hated the most about it. Interesting. And so I think at first it's great because you're young, impressionable, and then you, you have, you don't really know, like, you, okay. One, one other thing that you said was, um, you like when you're growing up, nobody tells you what here are all the career paths. It's more like who, what careers have been, you know, in place in your family, Um, Who do you aspire to be within your family? So you kind of choose a career path based on like if your mom was a nurse or dad was a doctor, et cetera. Um, My parents never did that, actually. Contrary to the usual like Asian culture, they never told me like you need to be a nurse or you need to be this or that, which I am so, so grateful for. So um, they never told me what to be, but then I felt like then I didn't know what to do. Mm. right as a young person and so being in an accounting career path was so comfortable because once you get into school you told they told you what to take what you know what courses to take and then in third year you get to apply for summer jobs and these the summer jobs are a set number of positions or you know it's like a set position that everybody does so it's kind of like you think of an assembly line but for like human careers <laughs> like human, like a professional assembly assembly line. And that's what accountants did. And they produced the same exact result every single time. And thinking back, like that's good for the public, obviously, because we need to be consistent. We need to be reliable, right? But you couldn't just do whatever the frick you wanted. 
And that bothered me a lot. Mm, interesting. So like you said, it's comfortable. I could see how it's also comforting. You're like, I know what's in the comforting. next step. I know what there's a structure, there's a path. You could just keep doing the next thing. You don't have to like worry about it. Exactly. But then, you know, there comes a and point you're like, where you're like, wait a second. Like, like 10 no. years in, yeah. you're like, what? Wait, what? You wake up one day and you're like, well, this was a nice, yeah, like, oh, so nice. I have a paycheck. I have, I have a job to go to. I, I'm constantly busy. Like, it's so comfortable. It's so predictable. And then you're like, but what if I want to do this other thing? And it's like, no, you can't do that. Because <laughs> that's not it's in like, the plan. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about that because, you know, now you're a business owner and you're not, I think like there are a lot of it you know, accountants that might open a bookkeeping firm or they do tax services and what you do is a bit different. So like what happened for you, you said you woke up one day kind of, and (laughs) what was that moment for you or was what led to the change? Was there a moment where you were like, okay, this has got to change. I don't, I think I want to step out of this. Yes. This path Um, that's been given to me. Oh my gosh. Okay. So when you're in the path, like when you're in the assembly line, you basically get given, like they dangle like carrot sticks in front of you where they're like, this is the next promotion with this price tag. And you're essentially like, you are rewarded for your efforts and for showing up um, in terms of positions and money, which are all prestigious. They're all like things to aspire to. I'm not really like talking negatively about those because it really does work. But one day the reward So one day I didn't, I can't say I woke up one day. It was a lot of many days that I woke up that I was so unmotivated and I thought to myself, okay, what, what am I working for here? So I got all the way to, you described that career path. I got all the way to manager of financial reporting for a uh, public construction company, which Mm -hmm. is like, it, it was such a good position, leadership position. Um, I was so good at my job. Everybody loved me. But then all these new rules would come up for IFRS. So IFRS mm. is International Financial Reporting Standards. And one day I just remember thinking like, I don't care about these rules and nobody else does. And so at that and moment I'm the one in time, who's supposed to care. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, what? This is weird. And And at that time, like, usually I would you know, fall back to, oh, here's a reward. It'll be fine. Right. But the rewards never amounted to how much I hated it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of, it kind of, uh, that diminishing returns, um, concept where no amount of reward, no amount of like title you could give me would make me happy anymore. Mm -hmm. And I knew that, you know, looking forward ahead because we knew where we were going to be in like 10 years time, 20 years time, I looked at the lives of my leaders and they were great leaders by the way, but I just, I didn't see myself in it anymore. And so many days of waking up being unmotivated and I was in charge of, of like this big, this huge, what do you call this? Um, conversion. So a conversion to a new IFRS standard where you had to lead the company to adopt the standards by, you know, changing process, changing people's ways of doing, doing things. And doing that, I realized nobody gives a shit about these rules. No, even like if, 
it got to a point where those rules that were being made didn't even make sense to me anymore, where it's like, is this just a rule for compliance so that we can have like five pages, you know, 60 pages of documentation versus one page? And if that's the case, you're just making us do busy work. And everybody in the company hated it. And being a natural people pleaser, I hated it too, because nobody liked what I was doing anymore. And that's when I wasn't getting any rewards out of it. So in terms of like emotional rewards, right? Or like how you were feeling, like you didn't feel proud of it or connected to it. Exactly. hmm. Yeah. I didn't feel connected to it. I didn't feel proud of it. Yeah. Like, so long story short, there's so much to unpack there, but it was it was like, I wasn't, I, I love being like the helper, the leader that people, you know, they agreed with what I was doing and I got support. I love having support again. I, like I said, people pleaser, <laughs> but it was just, that was the beginning when I, when nobody cared about it, I didn't care about it. So I'm like, okay, time, time to do something else. Yeah. And it sounds like you went from following that external path and the people pleasing to kind of really listening to yourself more. Exactly. Right. We're like, like, it kind (laughs) of, it started with like, okay, I'm not pleasing people anymore and I'm not pleased myself. Like what the hell is happening? Right. Right. So now what do I do? Mm -hmm. So when did you decide to start your own business? Yeah. So I was, so I've been doing accounting, like the traditional accounting path since 2007. And then finally in 2015, I think it was the year of change. Like I got married that year. And then I I also got this promotion to manager. So in 2015, I was reading this magazine and this, this girl, this lady was on the cover and she was talking about um, paving her own career path as a CPA. And I was like, I am so jealous of this lady. Mm-hmm. And so I contacted her. Yeah, I totally fangirled. I contacted her. And I asked her like, what, how the hell did you do this? And so that was kind of the beginning. And then, so the fall of 2015 was when I started Karita's company as a side hustle Mm. and then went into it full-time in 2018. Mm. Uh, Well, no, 2019, because I was on mat leave in 2018. So I've been doing this full-time for almost for two years now, actually this this month was, was the time I went full-time in 2019. Oh, it's your business birthday. It is my business birthday. I just don't know what date. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, but like, but that gives you an excuse to go like get a cake or a cupcake or something. And be oh, like, so I'm true. Celebrating. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like one of those things that because I started it a long time ago as a side hustle, like I don't have a birthday because it wasn't, you know, uh, one day I woke up kind of thing. It was like many, many days of waking <laughs> up being like, I want something else. Yeah. Yeah. And unless, um, the only reason I know my date is I went through a business program where, you know, my business coach was like, your launch date is this. And I'm actually really glad I have that. Like, because otherwise, you know, you're doing the work in the background and you kind of, maybe you're taking on clients you're, but you you kind of, you're not sure you don't fall into it, but you know, you don't plan it that way unless you have, um, for me, any launch date, maybe some people can do that on their own. I, I had help. No, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I have a launch date for bookkeeping bootcamp. So right. that's my, one of my signature programs. I know yeah. exactly when I started that, but Karina's company in general, I think like, I can't even tell you a date. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what does Caritas mean? 
What, why did you Ooh, make a company, Caritas? Okay, so Caritas is actually a Latin word for um, direct translation is charity. Mm-hmm. But when we think about charity, we think of like, you know, giving to a charity or a an organization that helps people do X, Y, Z. Um, but the real meaning, the original meaning of charity is actually love, which is it's the virtue of charity in kind of like a religious standpoint mm-hmm. and um, more, I'm going to give you like five meanings because it kind <laughs> of is very deep. So charity, which is also love, which is also translates to God's love for his people. So it's like that, that Christian love, unconditional love um, that like, I'm going to be here for you, love. Mm. And that, you surrender to me. I'm going to be here for you, love. Hmm. So I love that you pulled that card. Cause oh yeah, <laughs> we pulled that for our listeners. Oh, yeah. I, pulled, I pulled a card before we started. Um, and it said, I surrender to a power greater than me. So greater than me. And my entire life has been about surrendering to, to a greater power because, uh, man, if it was all up to me, like the world is screwed. Seriously. <laughs> like, I mean, if it was all up to just us, yeah, like the world is totally screwed. So anyway, Caritas, um, it just goes back to my roots. I didn't want to name my company as something like, oh, Christine McGill Consulting or something like that. Cause like, obviously that's like way too predictable and I'm over that. Um, <laughs> and I wanted my company to grow with me. So even if I didn't want to do financial stuff anymore, I can still be Caritas company because it is super true to my values. My number one value is love. So that's the background story. Hmm. It's so cool. Cause yeah. I think people wouldn't necessarily, I certainly wouldn't put love and accounting together. Right. No, <laughs> and, and obviously no, no, no. like your goal, it's, it's kind of bigger and deeper than that. And um, yes, that you have these spiritual elements of surrender and also the elements of I'm here for you, which is yes, totally what you do in your business. And I've experienced it because I've been through bookkeeping bootcamp. And um, it's one of those things that we really need. Cause I think for those of us who do have fear around our, you know, financial exactly. background, or we're starting a business, it, it, there's always this fear of like, you're so smart with the numbers. I'm, I feel stupid. I'm gonna, you know, like you're probably going to be bored by this or you're going to judge me or all of this stuff. And it was really nice to have, um, none of that, you know, none of the fears come true. And so, um, having the support and I can see that like the love and the support, you know, behind your business, I've experienced it. So, um, And I think it's it's kind of nice to, it's easy to have generalizations about um, what accountants are like, even though I know yeah. lots of like creative, <laughs> vibrant accountants, they're not Yay. like the stereotype that I would have, but um, it's really cool yes. to experience that. And I love that you pointed out fear because the opposite of love is actually fear. Mm-hmm. It's not hate. Yeah. Lo- opposite of love is not hate. It's fear. Because you're scared to give it give it your all. You're scared for people to come into your life. You're scared for money to come into your life, right? And so I always say fear prevents learning while love promotes learning. And so going back to my company name, um, my personal value is love. But I also know that small business owners 
they do what they do because of love, because they Mm. love what they do. They love, they want to create a life they love so they can keep doing what they love. And so when I was going through this, like naming my business exercise, I was just like, oh, love is just the number one. That's it. That's it for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I feel like that's so cool that you're just like, I'm going to go for this. And I, I feel like I would have been so afraid to be like, that doesn't make sense. That's not going to make sense to anybody. And I love that you're just like, I'm an accountant and love is the most important thing. And that's when I'm going to name my, my company. I know, but I'm sure that draws the exact right people to you. So I I hope it has, it has drawn the right people. And, and I love having the conversation of like, why is your name Caritas? They thought that my name, like maybe my middle name was Caritas. And and oh, there has there have been days when I'm like, oh, if only my my business name was like something consulting, people will understand better. But I'm like, you know what? It's fine. I can talk to them about it, and it's just gonna be a help. Everyone now is gonna know that Caritas in Latin is love, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's... there, I, I some days I'm like, why did I name this company like this? And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. I remember because of love. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. And it reminds me every day when I'm having the worst day ever. It, it reminds me that I keep having to go, that I have to go back to love. That's what I have to keep going back to. And that's been true for my entire life. When mm. I'm feeling like it's not working, go back to love, go back to love. So it, it's a good reminder for me. Yeah. And you can't forget. <laughs> Because it's oh, I cannot forget because it's face. everywhere. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So um you mentioned the the individual that you reached out to, like mm-hmm. kind of seeing this other mentor and realizing that there was a career that maybe you could have. Um, what else, like what other wisdom or advice or resources kind of helped you to to go from that path that you didn't choose to your intentional career and in, in creating this business? Hmm. You know what? Like, aside from that lady that was an accountant, I didn't have too many accountant, I guess, people, accountants who I aspired to be um, in general. But my clients, meaning small business owners and entrepreneurs, were my biggest inspiration oh. because entrepreneurs. Like they're like my career crush (laughs) because I'm just like, I'm just working over here on my accounting stuff. And then I go on Instagram or I talk to like a small business owner and they're just in a coffee shop, you know, just, you know, (laughs) like I'm looking at it from, you know, the other perspective where I'm like, man, it's so nice that they can just go to a coffee shop, do their work and then go home whenever they want, do whatever they want at whatever time they want. And I'm like such a night owl that Mm -hmm. I like, I work at night and I can see that small business owners work at night all the time. Back then I didn't understand why they work at night all the time. Now I do. (laughs) (laughs) do. It's because we have endless work, but anyway, like they were my inspiration to just be like, Hey, look, this person, she just she, her background was whatever it was. And now she is making like greeting cards that are so amazing and make people happy. So I kind of aspire to be somebody who, who did something that people appreciated and that really, truly helped people to their core rather than help people because of their compliance 
requirements and stuff right. like that. Right. Like the classic accountant. So I don't know if that answers your question, um, but it's more like I was just inspired by the creative community. Mm. And it sounds like you wanted to kind of be a part of that. Yes. Yeah. Like you, the cre- creatives give me life. And that's because they bring out in me what I always had all along. Mm. And and I knew I always had that because I was always growing up. I love being like the class clown. <laughs> I was always the silly one. I'm never serious. And even in my traditional career paths, people always saw me as that, that weirdo that was just always happy. And they were like, why are you always happy? Like this job sucks. And I'm like, I know it does, but can't do anything about that. And so creatives gave me this like life that I was looking for. (laughs) That's interesting. It reminds me of, I used to have an Etsy shop and I was part of like markets and and I had a whole like creator that was part of my side hustle that it didn't work out for me in the end but one of the things I love that community too like I am a creative person but um I discovered that I I didn't want to make and sell objects like I wanted I wanted Mm -hmm. the people so that was part of it too I did want to connect with the people I loved that community and like that's one of the reasons I'm really glad I did that even though it didn't turn out to be like a traditionally successful step um but yeah, there's so many people that Ooh. I that I love and connect with. Yeah, through that. that that resonates with me because people say that accountants are not creative people because we're not allowed to be, obviously. But I always said that I'm creative, but I'm not artistic. And so when you mention making things to sell, like I can, I can't, I can't make shit for like to save my life or to sell to people. But I have all these creative ideas that. I want people to execute for me. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, I don't have design experience at all. Like I suck at design, but I'm like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had kind of this thing? And then, then I call my designer friends Mm -hmm. and then they just do it for me. And I'm like, Oh, such genius. Good. Good job. I I think, I mean, being creative is, is a human trait. And I think, you you know, to be honest, yeah, not everybody's an artist, or sometimes we think of it in terms of being able to draw or able to paint. And there's so many yes. ways to be creative. And a lot of times that's like applies to problem solving, to be honest. Um, and that's like one of the things that I know and try to like, everyone's creative just because someone usually so true. comes to someone in your childhood looking at your at a picture and saying that you're not good at it. And we hold on to those things <laughs> and stop doing the things that we love. Oh, yeah. That's a kind of an aside. <laughs> Maybe that's That's a whole podcast story for another day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. It's like, why are we like this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cause someone, yeah. Told you it wasn't perfect or something. Um, did you have any advice that you ignored to your benefit? Mm, Yes. Um, when I was in that traditional career paths, I mentioned to, you know, a few colleagues, like the close ones many times that I just wanted to be I don't know, like a housewife, or I didn't want to be an accountant anymore, or I didn't want to do like CPA stuff. Like I didn't want to be a partner in a firm. I didn't want to be this. I didn't want to be that. And everyone, cause we were still so young back then. And they're like, then why did you get your CPA? What a waste of time. It's oh, like, why would you even, why did you go through all of that? If you just wanted to be a mom and I'm like, excuse me, I'm going to teach my kids everything that I learned from this program. Just watch. 
And so I ignored the advice that you had to be a partner, that you had to, that you had to follow the rest of the way in this path. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, just, just stay, stay for a few more years, get that more, get another promotion and things like that. I ignored that because you know, those annual performance reviews that like, I freaking hate so much. I don't know if you hate those reviews. I don't know. Uh, I think there's good and bad. Like, I think the process is usually a pain. There's, there's pain. Hopefully you can learn something good about yourself, you know, and find some (laughs) pride and, and, you know, identify some of your skills and stuff. But a a lot of that process is painful and companies make it painful. painful. Mm -hmm. It's so painful. So in those performance reviews every year, they'd be like, okay, in order to get to the next level, we think you should do X, Y, Z. I'd be like, no, not doing that. (laughs) I'm like, no, even if I don't do that, I will still get, you know, to the next level because that's the linear progression. Just give it some time and you're going to get there. And so I kind of ignored some of the advice, especially in the later stages, because I feel like they were just lying to me, (laughs) not lying to me, but it just never connected with me anymore. And so that's when I started ignoring the advice that I should do X, Y, Z. I feel like a lot of this intention, an intentional career comes back to choice. Yes. Right? Uh, and sometimes it's, we have to just choose little ways for ourselves, but I kind of buck against that too, where somebody's like, you're going to do this now. It's just like, no, I'm not. <laughs> or like, you know, you, you, at the end of the day, you have to identify like, what does, I don't, I almost don't want to say success because it sounds mm-hmm. like such an external yes. cultural word, but like what work feels good to you, you get to decide that for you and exactly. you don't have to like, you know, live it according to somebody else's definition for you. Um, yes. what now from where you are now, when you think back to that person who was frustrated, who was unmotivated, who probably woke up and was like, oh, another day of this. What would you say to that version of yourself? Like what, what would you encourage her with? Like what kind of mm. words of wisdom would you offer her? Oh my gosh, that is a loaded question. I think I would, I would still say to her to, sur- to, to surrender to that higher power and keep asking, asking, asking for where to go next, because eventually this little lady will find her way. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, like, I don't think I would change a thing. I would just tell her to keep, to keep searching, Mm -hmm. keep going. You had a smile on your face there. Yes. I was like going to tear up obviously, but (laughs) (laughs) It's because I, I remember, I still remember those days very, very vividly mm-hmm. where I'm just like, I cry to my husband. I'm like, I don't want to go to work anymore. And it's like so weird because I would put on, like, once I was at work, I would literally, no one could tell. Like I would put on this face, like everything was okay. I, I'm also such a good actress that, <laughs> that like I could fool everybody really. And, but then when I got home, I was just like broken and uh, yeah. Mm. So I had a smile on my face because I think I came through to the other side, getting exactly what it was I asked for. 
Mm. So I asked for courage, really. That's what it was. Courage. Courage to, um, courage to break a break through, or how do you say that? Break, break away from Mm. that, that path. Mm. Um, I was talking to, um, one of my sleep and my cohort classmates Mm -hmm. two weeks ago about this. And it was kind of like, you need the courage to get off that path. It's not because it's not easy. Yeah. Because of all the things that, you know, there is that path. It's laid out for you. You know what's next. You know what price tag comes with it. And it's so hard to just say no to all of it. And so it's, yeah, I needed that courage for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's known, right? Like, here's the path. Yes. Here's what you're going to get. And then if I do something else, it's a, just a big question mark. I mean, that's what, that was my experience too, where I'm like, I think I want something else, but I don't know what the something else is. Exactly. Yes. So it's, it's tricky when you're at that point to be like, okay, yeah. what do I choose? This void, this vacuum? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. And we, we talked about, um, being in a train like, you know, the subway or whatever, um, you're on it, you hop on and then it's going somewhere and you know what that destination is because obviously it tells you where it's going. And then there's so many, everyone there is like, yeah, I'm so happy. I'm going to be going to this place. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited. Perfect. Let's all continue on this train. And then you have to get off. And once you get off, people are like, yo, why are you getting off? Like, (laughs) what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Like, come back here. Like, you don't know where that you know what? You don't know when the next train is coming. You don't know if there's another train. Um, but we all know this train is going to this place. So come, come back. So it's like when I was talking to yeah my classmate, it was that's what we were envisioning because he dropped out of law, mm-hmm. and he felt the same exact way. Where it's like everyone's going this way, and we're like, no, we're not. Hop off yeah. the train, please, <laughs> please be okay. Yeah. I hope there's another train that's going to take me to somewhere better. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I guess we'll have to take the stairs up back to wherever it is that to find the next train. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it is an act of courage and an act of faith, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Crazy. (laughs) It is. Yeah. And also it's interesting probably to discover that it's okay. (laughs) Like it's so scary when you're, when you're looking at it, but it's like, Oh, Oh, look, I can actually figure this out. Yeah. And you have it in you to figure it out. So once you, once you do experience that, that void and that feeling of, Hey, I could be doing something else. I just don't know what, just keep asking, keep talking to people, keep, keep exploring and don't stop until you're like, Hey, I have arrived in the, in a different train yeah. and I can hop off whenever I want. Also, once yeah. this train is not going where I want to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, that feeling matters. I think we tell ourselves that the feeling, or at least I did <laughs> like, it's like, this is just a feeling and maybe I can force myself to feel different, or yes. maybe I can uh, convince myself that the things I have are okay. Um, but when that keeps coming up, it is, it's also information, right? You have yes. information about career paths, but the, the feeling that's telling you, I don't think so. 
is also important information. And oh my gosh, we're so good. We're so good at suppressing those feelings. We are so trained to do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Especially as women, actually. Yeah. Right. Do you agree? Like some, I see men do so many amazing, crazy things. Mm. And I'm like, how did you get that courage to do that? Like, how did you think that was okay? And then I'm like, wait a minute, we can't, I can think the same way. Whereas women were more like, hmm, huh, hmm. Let me talk to my girlfriends about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, go, we go call each other up and we're just like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I feel like women, because we're allowed to have those feelings, like we talk to everybody and then we don't know what to do after. Whereas a man is just like, because I have no one to talk to these feelings about because I can't, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's maybe. kind of like what I think is happening. Yeah. And I feel like if women just like, you can still do that. You can still call your girlfriends, Yeah. but then still do the thing that you want to do. Right. 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 I feel like we're so caught up in trying to f- get approval mm. from our peers that that's what holds us back almost 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. What do you think? <laughs> um, I do think as a coach <laughs> and as a coach who hires coaches, yes, this is where a coach can help you listen to yourself because yes. yeah, you like yes. you have to talk to your girlfriends and, and, but there's a, there's a point where I think that's the job of a coach to go, Okay, but what do you really want? And what do you, you know, and to really dig deep into who you are and what you want and to find that plan um, without, 100% agree. Without going to that external plan from someone else, kind of like, okay, no, we're coming back to you and where is your heart leading you and what are your emotions and all of those things telling you about what you want and where you should go. Exactly. Yeah. And I 100% agree with you on that because yes, that is the next step um, because that coach is there to help you discover this and you don't have like ties to that coach where, you know, you and that coach never lived your childhood together. Right. And there's no like baggage is kind of what I'm saying. Whereas your girlfriends, like you have a history and then it's like, they know you from, from this age Right. And you were not like this. So they might not accept you yeah, for what you want to do next. Whereas a coach is not ever going to say like, oh, you can't do that. Like, yeah, but you always coach, said you wanted to be an accountant or, you know. Exactly. It's yeah. like, there's no like dissonance happening. Like yeah. when you talk to your girlfriends, it, they're almost like, it depends on the girlfriend, right? Like totally. if, if they're supportive, amazing. But there are some who will not. Like, they're like, but why? And that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. But if you take, you need to take uh, the advice and the guidance of a professional who has no strings attached to your past. To your outcome either. Like they just want. Exactly. Yeah. Like they want you to have success on your terms and they're in your corner for that reason. Yeah. Did you you ever work with like a a coach, like a business coach or something? Yeah. Yes. And did that that support you on your path? first person I hired. Oh, <laughs> first person I hired. Yeah. I just knew I was, I was like, I'm in over, I'm like in my head all the time and I have all these issues about trusting myself. And so I need somebody to just be there 
to support me. And that's how I was able to launch all the things that I did. And yeah, that's actually the first person I hired. <laughs> yeah. Makes and so I'm much so sense. grateful too. for that. Me too. Yes. Yeah. Um, was it a business coach? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she was actually, she started, um, I started, she's a fitness coach as well as a business coach. Okay. So she yeah. has both, like she had a psych psychology degree, and, yeah. et cetera. And so I was actually going to her studio for fitness and then I just got to know her and I just knew like, she was the one in terms of like, if I ever needed someone to talk to who was, you know, a good sounding board, not biased, like it would be her. And then she also, um, she launched an online course herself. And so it was kind of just like, you have done, like, I trust you, you've done everything that I want to do. So please help me. And then not only did she help me like launch my bookkeeping bootcamp when they were still just workshops, Mm -hmm. she also just helped me with a lot of mindset stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I was thinking about this recently and, um, sometimes the reason I work with the coach now is because it's easier to be honest. Like I, I am trained as a life coach, you know, and I know the tools I can work myself through things, but sometimes it's just so much easier to have someone help you to go, Hey, I'm stuck here. Can we talk about this? And it's like such a, um, it's such a relief to be like, okay, I'm stressing about this stuff, but I know I can talk to my coach about it. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. I I'm super interested in that, that life coach stuff too. Cause that's kind of, I have this idea of taking my business there, but I'm just not sure yet. So I'm, I'm in the asking for what phase where I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, is the life coach thing right for me or, or do I just do whatever? And I know as a coach, you're probably like, oh, they need to regulate this business because everyone can just say they're a coach when they're not. Like, does that bother you? Um, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. I, like anyone, it's okay. Trudy it would LeBron, bother me too. Trudy LeBron has an awesome podcast on this. And she talks about oh, okay. like the idea is, should it be licensed? So gotcha. um, yeah, like anyone can call them a coach, call themselves a coach. And there are probably lots of great coaches who um, who aren't certified or who didn't go through a training program, and that's okay. And there, on the other hand, there are probably coaches who aren't that great who did go through a program. So there's so there's that side of it. Like it doesn't just the certification doesn't necessarily make you the coach. But I think there's a few things that help. I think in terms of. Um, ethics and confidentiality. Um, I know you're big on that one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. Like I don't leave a session with a client and go talk about it on Instagram. I'm not talking about my Instagram because that's confidential. And, and, you know, like I think people who haven't been through a coaching program don't have that beat into their heads as much. And I really did have that beat. Like, it was like, what does confidentiality mean? You know? Um, And I think coaches who are trained know the difference between coaching and consulting and mentoring and therapy. And we know, like, I'm very aware, you know, if I'm concerned that somebody needs the help of a psychologist, I'm not going to pretend that I can walk them through depression and anxiety. Not that we can't work together, but they probably need the support 
of a therapist as well. Um, yes. And I'm making this into a bit of a tangent, but like some some people who call themselves coaches are trainers or they're educators or they are um, cheerleaders, right? And maybe you need yes. someone to cheer you on and say, you know, to encourage you. But for me, what a coach does is they understand change. They understand ch- how change works and mm. how to help you get through that. So usually there's a transformational aspect true, of it. True. But it's yeah, not advice. Right. It's not advice giving. It's not. Right. It's not. But, and yeah. I think a lot of coaches give advice. Yeah. Because coaches so. help you through. Consulting gives you advice. Consultants and give you advice. Mentoring is the, the cheerleader type. And, um, and guide, guide kind a of. A guide, like, like someone, a guide. Who's, someone who is further along the path than you and can, and they okay. may be in the same profession or not. Like you could have a an accountant who is further along than you telling yes. you how to do that. Or you could have someone um, who is like, I'm pretty new in business, right? Like I'm in my first couple of years. So someone who has been in business for 10 years as a small business owner, they could be my mentor, right? They can yes. be a consultant too. They might have advice to give me. Um, but that's not the same as coaching through often it's mindset blocks, right? So yes. like part of my work is now, I, now I'm like doing my own commercial here, which was not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like, this is good. Cause I asked for it. And um, yeah. that was one of my questions was, yeah. yeah. I think it's also a part of my work is identifying like, you know, through a conversation like, oh, I'm identifying, oh, it sounds like you have this limiting belief. And so that's a script that's playing in your head and that's holding you back. And yes. so, and usually those things are painful. And so how do we work through those to kind of, to like release them? Usually it's more like jiggle them just a little bit because those things are deep set and it takes time to work through them. Totally. So, um, so that's a big part of what I do, you know, yes. is identifying as you're talking, going, oh, this sounds like you have this belief and yes. removing those. And then also envisioning what is the change going to look like for you yeah. that you want to make. So <laughs> I love that you explained that because I always thought of um, myself as more of, I'm a consultant because I have that expertise, that technical yeah. expertise. And um, I'm also... I'm more of a mentor, really. And an educator like, too, right? And like an it's educator, interesting. Yeah. You so said you wanted saying, to be a math teacher and you oh, are yeah. edu- an, Such educator an educator. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why that question of like coaching and all that stuff, that's why I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm gonna get into that because I was still I'm still asking that question because I'm more of a hey, I know the answer, do this. So I don't know if I would be a great coach because I would just want to give them the answer. <laughs> Um, it's really, it's interesting. I could like, I could see it fitting for you. Like I, it, to me, I'm like, oh yeah, if that was what you wanted to do, I could see you doing that. And, and there's lots of different kinds of coaches. Um, and, (laughs) but it's funny because I fall into that too, because with my career coaching background, the career coaching stuff can be very consultant heavy or people want to talk to me about their resumes or they want interview training. And that is much more consulting. It's like, I have some information that you don't have. So I'm going to tell you about that. And I'm going to give you advice. So sometimes I have to be like, okay, am I coaching right now? Am I consulting? Or I'll even say, okay, I'm taking off my coach hat for a minute, putting on a consulting hat. And, um, yes. And people are coming to me for different things, but it is also that awareness, right. Yeah. Of like, 
of what your client is going through and what they need from you too, right? Yeah. And being aware, okay, right now I'm giving advice and I'm being a consultant right now. And right now I'm a coach. And when I'm a coach, my job is not to solve the problem for you or tell you what to do. So true. Right? So um, it's funny because I... I am often looking at that line and asking myself that question too. But I think so it's, cool. it's, and it's really, maybe it's the mark of a professional too, to not assume that they know everything all the time. Um, but, but sometimes yeah. the, the things you know do help, right? Where you're like, no, nope, yes. do this. And that, can, <laughs> and that can calm somebody down. Right? Oh, totally. For your yeah. Clients. yeah. For sure. It's like, what do I do? Okay. Do this. Problem solved. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, cool. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, well, we're about time to wrap up, but um, I want to know who your career crush is. Ooh, oh my goodness. So Past or think, present? <laughs> I, I honestly have a hard time coming up with this, being in like kind of in the middle of both sides of the career spectrum where I, I think I explained this earlier about, I touched on this earlier where I don't necessarily have like accountant career crushes because I have major crushes on the creative community. Mm. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I know that's not going to be a a straightforward (laughs) answer for you because it changes a lot too. Um, yeah. So actually, okay. Now that I'm thinking more about it. Yeah. I'm going to give her a shout out because she inspired me to start bookkeeping bootcamp. And she is one of those, she's a CPA. Okay. I lied. I do have an accountant, a a career crush. Um, Her name is Lisa Zampero. Okay. So. Oh yeah. I I went to a rising tide. Rising tide. Yes. So that lady, oh my goodness. She came into my. I don't know. I don't even know how I found her, but when I was kind of questioning where I want to be, what I want to do, I stumbled upon, I probably stumbled upon her Instagram page. And I was like, Oh my God, this is a CPA who is super aligned with, with, you know, what she wants to do. She's also creative. She's a mom. At that time she wasn't a mom yet, but she was just like this vibrant human being that I'm just like, I just want to be you and build my business like you. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Thank you for getting that out of me. (laughs) She was, yeah, because she is an accountant, but also a creative Lisa Zamparo. I love you. Thank you so much. And actually (laughs) I would, I messaged her and then she, you know, we talked through a bunch of stuff and she, she was just so inspiring to me. Mm. And I think that's where there's just an energy in a creative crush. Like it's usually it's entrepreneur. I last year I called them entrepreneur crushes. Like I'd find someone and be like, oh my gosh, look at all these cool things she's doing. And I I think there's something about that energy and it shows you what's possible, right? Yes. Yes. You know, that something amazing is possible. If it's possible for them, it might be possible for you too, you know? And that's the power of like having a career crush and you know, if you're feeling uninspired, like maybe you need a career crush. Oh, it's so true. So Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. So I love that question now, actually, because I was like thinking about it. I'm just like, I don't know who my career crush is. (laughs) And now we know. And now I know. Yeah. And actually she knew that from the beginning. I always, I always tell her, I'm like, you know what? Thank you so much for, for doing this 
for me, inspiring me to do this. Yeah. Mm, That's so awesome. Yeah. It makes you believe it's possible. And then look at that. You can like make it happen. Exactly. Oh, so good. And you know, those, and she also helped celebrate things with me when, when I did launch bookkeeping bootcamp and she's like, my God, you did it. And Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. Feel so good. Yeah. Well, on that note, so people can find you at karitascompany.com or on Instagram yes. at karitascompany. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, what do you want them to know about? Like, like obviously, bookkeeping bootcamp is for yes. solopreneurs, entrepreneurs. Yeah, so mostly solopreneurs and startups. So it's kind of like your basic beginner course for doing your own bookkeeping and accounting. So if you have recently just incorporated or are planning to, or just started your business and you're like, what the hell am I doing? Um, Or if you're a seasoned entrepreneur, but never got around to like learning about your books and how to do these things, then bookkeeping bootcamp is perfect. Um, It's a six week online course that is both self-paced learning as well as live meeting. So live coaching and consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a great community for business owners to, to learn about money yeah. in their business. Yeah. It was so empowering. I, I took it last year. I highly recommend <laughs> it. Um, just to give you that confidence about money and to know that there are people out there who can help you <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like Christine. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So and Christine starts all of her meetings with dancing. She's very much a hip hop person. And so all of these things where if you have all these assumptions about accountants being boring or dry, like Christine's going to break apart. (laughs) Yeah, totally leave them at the door because we're going to start with a dance party here. Yeah, we're going to have a dance party. And I always, that's why I call myself a hype woman, a financial hype woman, because it's like, let's just be excited about our finances and what's possible. Cause that's really what people need sometimes. It's just like, you know, we get so down on ourselves about, Oh, I suck at money. I'm so bad with money. I don't know anything. I think you mentioned that in the beginning. It's like, I don't know. It's too hard. And I'm here to hype you all up through that. Yeah. Which man, when we're, when you're a small business owner, you need that. Yeah. Especially at the beginning. Yeah, you need yeah. that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, I'm not running bookkeeping bootcamp until the fall of 2021 though. Okay. Um, so get on the wait you, list. Yeah. Get on the wait list is the first step. And then if you need immediate help, I have other, um, other programs available for you. Just check it out on my website. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's been lovely to thank talk you. to you and hear about your story. The how it started, how it's going and and, that. and, I know. and I think the thing about intentional careers too, is when I talk to people about their path, we know also that we're still on the path, right? I'm not assuming that yes. you're at the pinnacle. I know that you're no. at, you know, a place that's much better than it was when you, you know, didn't want to get out of bed in the morning, but it's interesting to hear you're like, Hmm, what's next for me? Is it coaching? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's like, I don't know if there's ever a pinnacle. Is there a pinnacle? I don't know. I don't think that's the point. Like there isn't. No, No. there's no point. Yeah. No. There's no point. I think there's no no point. Just stop now. Well, just like it's, I don't know. For me, it's about continually creating the life you want. Yes. Your career is a big part of that. Right? Yes. 100%. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. 
It means so much that you chose to spend part of your day with me. If you enjoyed this episode, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. It helps other people find the podcast. And my hope is that if more people find the Intentional Career Podcast, then more people can create their own intentional careers. If you're ready to create your intentional career with the support of a coach, schedule a call with me. There's a link in the show notes, or you can go to intentionalcareer.co and click the blue schedule a call button in the top right corner. Episodes of the podcast are released every second Wednesday. So I'll see you in two weeks for more of the Intentional Career Podcast.